Hey everyone, it's Brent Cromer. Welcome to the FSA podcast where we deliver weekly sales and business tips for online health coach. Today, I am joined by a special guest, Miss Leah Getz, the owner of the Digital Trailblazer, where they have been a tremendous help in the space, helping uh, business owners launch and scale online courses. Leah, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Just wrapping up a long Monday. It's been uh, pretty jam-packed with calls. You know how it is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think this is my so, fourth or fifth. <laughs> fourth or fifth in a row? Uh, calls for today. So. Oh my goodness. We need to get you uh, some coffee. Stat. <laughs> got my energy drink right yeah. here. <laughs> Speaking of stat, you know, I was going through uh, going through your profile before we hopped on here. I saw that you were a nurse prior to hopping into the space. What kind of nurse were you? Um, so yes, I did med surge. Um, nice. Right out of school, I was a med surge float in the adult section. So. Mm -hmm worked uh, across the board. And then my last, um, before I got out of the field, it was uh, peds zero to four med surge. Wow. So the kids that got better, I was not good with mm -hmm. the kids that stayed sick. It yeah. was the kids that had pneumonia or that's nice. Know, skin not nice, but it's nice right. to, uh, it was easier emotionally for me. <laughs> have a positive, uh, prognosis, right? Not all yeah. doom and gloom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reason I asked, I was actually a, a neuro, um, neuro ICU nurse before I popped over into this, this, uh, space as well. So oh, doom and gloom is, is all that I know. Yeah. That's way more. <laughs> yeah. Vegetables. So, uh, that and organ recovery. So it was, it was a lot of, a lot of the, the not so fun stuff, the, the very right. poor prognosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. How, how did you get into this space? What kind of sparked that transition there yeah, for you? Yeah. So we, <laughs> so yeah. Our journey is interesting. My husband is a, was a band director coming out of college. Like, so oh, nice. nurse, band director, we were on a totally different path. And we ended up um, kind of getting into healthcare IT. Okay. And so if you've heard of Epic, computer yep. charting oh, system, yeah. we became analysts for that kind of the long way around. And it was great money, but it was mm -hmm. a lot of travel, uh, tons and tons of travel. And mm -hmm. we had been praying for kids for 10 years and we finally adopted our first son. And then nice. he still had to travel. I started staying home, but I was a single mom from Sunday afternoons through Thursday nights, Friday mornings. Mm. And that was not what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> we had waited so long for this. So we ended up um, coming online as a way to find revenue um, from home because we were living out in the country at that point in rural Oklahoma, and there was no job nice. prospects that were going to work out. So mm -hmm. we came online and really just decided to figure it out and learn, uh, learn marketing. And, uh, we started with affiliate marketing and then eventually graduated on and a lot of people asking what we were doing to create our success. And so we created our own courses, packaged Beautiful. that, and then really took off from there. And, and what year was that? 2018. I think the courses were typically, the first one was technically created at the end of 2017, but we really mm -hmm. launched in 2018 with okay. our first courses. Nice. Now, kind of getting into like the course creation, um, that's a lot that's involved with that, right? Yeah. Like there are a lot of different ways to kind of cut it up, but offering like a course and selling it, like you, your marketing has to be dialed in. Yes. Your ads have to be dialed in if you're running ads. Mm -hmm. your, your messaging, your sales, if you're doing a sales call, that's associated yeah. with it, right? Or your funnels. So a lot of web design, a lot of, a lot of different things, copywriting. I mean, you're bringing everything together to be able to sell these courses, how did you piece that all together? 
Well, that's really where we started to shine. So when we first came on that, it was with affiliate marketing and we were able, we learned, we studied, we got coaches, like we figured it out, but we were able to get to six figures mm-hmm. and Todd was able to stay home. We were able to work on this together. Um, but it wasn't until we started creating our own stuff that we, and, and selling our own courses that it mm-hmm. took off. Like 2018 was our first seven figure year. Like things nice. went nuts. It was awesome. But it is, there's a lot of moving parts for someone who's just starting this brand new. So for us back then, we got a coach who had sold a lot of different courses over the years and taught us and just kind of walked us through that process because we knew the general idea, but it was just Mm -hmm. that confidence of like putting everything in the right order and making sure everything was going to work and have the best results possible. And I mean, that's the, the, so Todd and I, my husband and I, we run this together and, and creating launching, selling and scaling digital courses and coaching. That's like our, our skill sets like merged mm-hmm. perfectly in this space. Like it just blew up for us. And then we we're able to help a lot of other people who had been struggling to build online businesses, to launch their own programs and do some different things. And, um, it really, it started obviously with a coach and then through tons of experience and growth and scaling, and then working through with our clients. But it's it's been quite a journey. There are a ton of different pieces to this. I think a lot of folks think, oh, I'll just create a course. It'll be easy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, yes, most people, if they put some gumption, then they can create something. Sure. Very few actually sell it. Like mm-hmm. selling it is where things fall apart for most people. Sure. Because there sure. are a lot of different pieces that need to get put together mm-hmm. to make this uh, successful. And so really working with folks that can help guide that process and even just give you feedback on the copy and, and make sure that you're converting at every step of the way, right? Mm -hmm. Just taking them one step at a time to the next step to maximize those conversions. Um, that's, it's pivotal. Yeah. So what is the, what is the platform you recommend most people use for your course? So I am, yeah, I'm not a fan of like the marketplace uh, platforms like Udemy okay. and different things like that. Like the prices are so low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not uh, a, a good option for folks. They can make significantly more money when they have it on their own. We really like um, ConvertPoint for mm-hmm. a system. Um, that's what we, I mean, we work with clients on all kinds of different systems, but when we get the chance to guide them to what system we like, mm-hmm. we definitely say convert point and that's, it's an all in one. And so yeah. it's your membership site, it's your funnel pages, email marketing, text message, mm. you know, it's everything all together, which nice. makes it so much easier. Um, back in the day we had all of the different systems and because that's what you had to have, right? Mm-hmm. Years ago, when we first got started, there wasn't a good all-in-one system. And so it was a little of this, a little of that, and there's a lot of integrations. And the average person who isn't a tech nerd, mm-hmm. that's a lot to handle. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is. Like, there's so many potential breakpoints and everything else. So, um, yes, we're, we're very much simple, all-in-one, mm-hmm. very effective. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm always curious. I... I don't know that I, I've earned the title of a, a tech nerd quite yet, but I, I do enjoy my my softwares and I'm always looking to get the the best softwares out to, to my audience. What we typically use, and I don't know if this is sinful in, in the in the course space, but uh, I got started on Thinkific and it's been perfectly fine, but very limited, very limited. And everything has to be connected through Zapier. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
before we moved to the all-in-one mm-hmm. for our clients, we never used Thinkific ourselves because we were we had a really convoluted system that mm-hmm. with Access Ally and WordPress and like sure. stuff from ages ago, which we would never attempt to teach anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was way too complicated. But Thinkific is a really good platform, but it is a standalone platform. And so that's all it is. And yep. so it works for what it is. Yep. But when you're a solo entrepreneur or you're very, you only have a small team working things, it's way easier. And, and ease, even when you are growing and you're scaling your team, mm-hmm. it's so much nicer to have an all-in-one. I will say yeah. that from experience because otherwise you're stuck. Like you've got so many different pieces and different team members only can see this. And like your calendar stuff only goes to the closer who got the, like in the setter yeah. doesn't see what's happening. And there's all of these pieces is communication that's being missed when you're doing, you know, siloed systems yep. that are you're yep. zapiering together. <laughs> it's it's a lot of zaps. And uh yes. you know that we've considered going over to like we use high level for everything, which is like our all in one, but their their course yep. builder is just not quite there yet. I don't know how you feel. I've played around with it. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's it um we've uh, yeah we've figured out how to make it work. Um with the there's it's always improving <laughs> we'll say <Yeah>. that <laughs> mm-hmm. it's always improving but yeah their um their layout is 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 growing in the right direction we'll say yeah i'll, I'll wait i'll wait a little bit longer <laughs> think if it's not uh not uh, terrorizing me but it it is limited so not uh you said it was convert point is that right yeah mm-hmm. now does that have a crm aspect to it as well yes 100%. Wow. okay that's worth looking into all right guys yeah. Whoever's uh, listening out there, if you need a all-in-one system, convert point sounds like it could be a good option there. Yeah. Okay. Now walk me through, like when when you're helping someone set up a course, mm-hmm. are you are you typically working with those who have an existing offer and you're just adding a course aspect to it, or is it more of like, Leah, I want to be a billionaire online. I want to quit my job and I want to live in rural, um, you know, countryside and 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 sell tons of money from home. Like what, what's, what's the, what's the paradigm there? Um, most, I'd say 70, 60, 60 to 70% of our clients are people who are brand new or fairly new in, mm-hmm. into the space. Um, though I do love the folks mm-hmm. <laughs> that are, are more, you know, uh, what this, the rest of it is oftentimes people who are doing one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. or um, something along those lines. And they're making sales, but they're not really systematized and they don't have a group program. They mm-hmm. don't, and, and a lot of our clients, what we help them to create, and I, I love this model, is you've got a course that is the backbone mm-hmm. of the coaching program. So there's some level of access that they get in addition to the course, but you're not gonna sit there and teach them one-on-one. Sure. You record that all in a course, right? Mm-hmm. So we've helped a lot of people move out of one-on-one into more of a group level program, leverage their time better, and then they can scale uh, from there. But um, mm. yeah, we do we do still have a lot of newbies though who are just yeah. getting started, excited. You know, the biggest thing, you know, people ask, well, am I ready to work with you? And I'm like, well, if you're an expert and you can actually get people an awesome result, sure, then yes, <laughs> like yep. then I'll take you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make do sure you. you're really good at whatever you do. <laughs> I think that's a good point. I was actually, the funny thing is like, you know, with what we do, we, again, we, we started out as like sales coaching, like it was mm-hmm. very specific sales coaching for online health pros. Actually it was just fitness coaches. 
right? And oh. then we started expanding and it was like more mindset, lifestyle, behavior change, like anything that's in like that healthcare field. Yep. Again, because um, I would consider myself an expert having come from that field. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we've really expanded to, to incorporate all that. But I know when I got started, the idea uh, of, of building a course was beyond me. Like, absolutely. I wish I'd uh, <laughs> connected with you back then. I went on Fiverr and I, I think I paid like 300 bucks for someone. I'm like, hey, build me a course. And that was a disaster. I mean, oh, just a mess. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I love, I love live launches for billing programs. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't have the tenacity to sit down and work for a long time without getting a result. Mm-hmm. And so being able to do what we call a live launch where you're getting stuff fast. So let's say, yeah. um, for those who don't know what that means, you know, you want to create this program, but you don't have it. You haven't sat down and recorded it. Well, the the temptation for a lot of people is to sit down in their desk for like six months, eight months and create this just amazing program. They And they get to like just stay in their zone of genius and just record mm-hmm. videos and do workbooks and do whatever, whatever. I get it. It's fun. It's what you are, what your comfort zone is. Sure. The reality is though, that a lot of people do that and it takes way longer than it needs to because they enjoy it because that's their space. That's their jam. And I would much rather push clients to do what we'd call a live launch, which is not actually have things recorded, have a really good detailed outline of all of the core elements and like all the modules and lessons that you're going to have in your program. But instead of sitting down and recording it, Let's get into marketing. Mm. Let's get, let's start building your audience. Let's get your nurture process in place. Let's actually do a launch and start to sell this and deliver it live the first time. Nice. Because in the end, you're, and a lot of people are like, well, I teach this offline. I already know how to teach this stuff. I know how it'll be good. Well, maybe people receive it differently online. Maybe your mm-hmm. audience is a little bit different than the people you're teaching off- offline in the online space because of cultural differences or whatever, because they're across the world or there's different nuances. And when you can deliver it live, you're going to learn, Hey, they really liked this part or this part was still a little confusing. I had to go a little bit deeper here. And -hmm. you're going to learn how to craft a really good program through that process. So let's say it's going to be like an eight module course. Well, that would translate to an eight week live program. And so every week during you, you deliver one module a week and maybe you'd have, you deliver it live on zoom or you would drop pre-recorded videos on that day every week. And then you have another day of the week where you're, it's a live Q and a session. And so this would be mm-hmm. your beta launch the first time through for everybody. Uh, your, the clients, the people who purchase, they get an amazing experience because even though it might right. be a little bit raw, they're actually interacting with the expert directly for the price of a course right? Nice. Or for a lower price than it's going to be in the end. And so they're having a great experience. You're learning how to best deliver this in this digital format. And in the end, you can have an amazing program. Um, You can polish it up. You can either use your live recordings or you can take what you've learned from those live recordings and re-record them afterwards. But you create an amazing program and you were able to generate revenue at the beginning. Yep. And not six, eight months later, then start on marketing and launch, you know, a couple months after that, right? So no. I I much prefer that model for folks. I would I, I would lean that way as well. It, it, what's funny is I actually, um, not knowing anything, I, I think I actually took a the right step if if, if we're going by your model, uh, 
the first thing that I did was I, I, I brought in clients and everything was one-to-one. Yep. And what I would do is it was a 60-minute one-to-one every week with all of my clients. And that was brutal. That is yeah. a recipe for 60 to 70 hour work weeks. Yes. And it is not scalable and it is miserable. And um, so what I actually did, um, I don't know, I, I'd be curious to kind of hear your concept on this. It seems to be working though for the course that we built. Mm-hmm. What I did was I went through, we have like a 10 step process to like our sales process. Now mm-hmm. the course started out as sales. Now it's I think tripled in size with again marketing and all the all the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But at the beginning it was just 10 steps. Well, how it started was it was just me in there like talking, going through a process, like, hey, this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is what you should sound like. Yeah. But then I decided to actually record um the meetings that I was having in those one-to-ones. Mm-hmm. So I would take like step one in the script, I would go through step one, this is how you do it. Here's step one, a recording of me going through it with a client. Here's step one of me going through it with a real prospect. So every single step of the course is three steps. So it's me, me and a client, and then me and a real person like using that. So that seems to actually resonate with people quite a bit because they get I three different yeah. verticals kind of, if you will. Yeah, I think that really is a, a, a good, a nice way to handle it because so many people, like people receive information differently. And you've got mm-hmm. a great way of delivering it three different times. And every time is going to be a little bit different. And they it's just one more time to absorb and hit things just a little slightly different, which might be what actually is a light bulb moment for someone. I think that's great. I think it is. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, some people ask questions that you'll never think of. Like when if, yeah. if you're just like sitting there and doing a recording and you're going through, you cannot think of every possible question. So like just trying to to gather that from students and then to also kind of capture that with like real life. I think it just, I think a lot of people teach theory a little mm-hmm. too often. And for me, theory was like never my thing in, in school. I like to see like the practicality aspect of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's been something that's, that's worked for us. So I'm glad to, glad to see that I wasn't too far off. No, I like it. Of, I think it's good. Yeah. I like now you mentioned, um, you mentioned that you like to work with people who are a little bit more established, right? I mean, generally it, it, yeah, I think, I think we, we all prefer like for people to kind of have that backbone, right. And that structure so we can come in kind of work our magic, shift things around and and see that big, big increase. Right. Right. What do you see as like the main, I guess, mistake, the biggest mistake that you see people making if they try to go off and start it on their own, like I did. Hmm. Yeah. Um, The big, (laughs) biggest mistake is trying to go off and do it on your own. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just in general. <laughs> all right. All right. So what, what's the big thing you have to oh, fix? <laughs> like when, when a client comes to you, you're like, oh, God bless it. All right. Let's start by fixing this. Like what's the main yeah. thing? Um, oftentimes when people have been off kind of in their own, just trying to make this work and it's just not working, mm-hmm. we have to start back at the beginning. Yeah. And that's with the positioning of the offer itself. And like so many times you'll talk to them. They're like, well, I'm going to teach them how to have a ketogenic diet. Yep. Okay. So we have YouTube and Google. That's going to be hard to sell. Yeah. Okay. What about helping them lose 20 pounds in two months? Okay. That's a program people will buy. Mm. Now we'll have to go back and reposition everything. Like everything has to be just framed differently. Even if the core of the content is the same, 
the whole positioning of it might need to be different because the marketing message wasn't strong enough for people to actually want to take out a credit card and purchase. Mm. So that's why I would prefer for folks for their own sake. Well, it's fun to take people who are doing something and just like really put them on steroids and they shoot off. I love that. For the client's sake, I hope that they get help right from the beginning so they don't mm. have rework to do. Yeah. And they're able to get a lot more help because we can actually make sure that it's positioned, juicy, right? Positioned to sell from day one. And so sure. that all everything else makes sense and works. So you're all of the funnels and systems and VSLs and like everything that we end up building upon that work because mm. that core marketing message was on point. So getting like that's right at the beginning of everything. And it's often what it needs to get fixed right, right off the bat when we, when we start talking with someone. Yeah. Now, do you find a lot of your clients are getting the, the bulk of their sales from like paid traffic to like a funnel or is it more of like that organic messaging consistent on Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, and people opting in for, for like these funnels? Yeah. So I like what really seems to be working well right now is creating an ecosystem, but mm -hmm. ads are absolutely a part of that. Sure. So for someone to go out and just create content and wait for sales to come in through the organic content marketing, yeah. that can be a very slow process for folks. Sure. Whereas people want, you know, they want to hit the ground running. They want to make things happen right away. So what we see work really well is let's say you have a Facebook ad running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Facebook ad is going to, you're going to like a lead gen ad. So meaning you're offering a freebie, something to give away. They opt in on the capture page. You get their name, email, phone number, and they get the free download or meditation audio or whatever it is that you're giving away. Then you're going to follow up in text message. You're going to follow up in emails, but you're also maybe inviting them to a Facebook group or some mm -hmm. sort of online community or um, platform that you're producing content on. Mm -hmm. And so not only are they getting those off social media touches from you, like for ourselves, my, our people, they're going to go through the ad. I'm going to end up inviting them to my group during that process. When they join my group, I tell them to send me a friend request. Well, guess what? When they send me a friend request, they start following me. Mm -hmm. on my personal profile, which is considered a professional, pro you know, I made it a professional profile on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And now not only are they getting all of the off social media stuff, they're getting the stuff from the Facebook group. They're getting all of my personal content and reels and everything else. So it's like this holistic ecosystem where you're reaching people constantly all the time. Mm -hmm. So people will go from not knowing, never seeing my face before to either being in love with me or hating me in the next mm -hmm. 24 to 48 hours, right? Sure. Because they just see me constantly and all these different platforms and all these different ways we're, we're reaching mm -hmm. them. So to do that without ads is a much slower process. Sure. It takes a lot longer. I would much rather, if it's within the budget, get ads running to really put some steam behind this. Um, mm -hmm. Because a lot of folks don't have the time you know, content marketing is slow. It can take months to years to get enough traffic generated through content marketing. Um, the alternative organically is messaging and networking. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have the time for that. No, it's like, tough. It's uh, like I was talking to a lady 12 hours a day, six days a week. To, and she had made it. She was doing $3,000 a month. And I was like, oh, honey, wow. let me help you. <laughs> like, time, to, time to hire a VA for 3000 a month so that you can... Oh. 
So nice. like, oh, so I mean, that's like, it's a grind if you're going to do it that way, but it is a yeah. faster return than content marketing. So I would just rather turn on some ads, get the traffic flowing and then nurture them in many ways, including your content. Makes sense. Now, do you guys typically do sales calls or is this like the, the funnels kind of sell it? Depends on the price. Sure. So if you're under $1,500, yeah, um, of course. you should be able to sell that on an automated webinar, mm -hmm. fully automated, driving traffic. And that's, I mean, that was our first, back in 2018, that was our seven-figure year. That that big first seven-figure year was um, just off of driving, driving traffic into an automated webinar and scaling, yeah. right? To, and, and that was great. Um, nice. I love high ticket though, for most people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of folks want to do, yeah, uh, they might think about doing something low ticket, but you have to be able to afford traffic. Yep. Even if you want to start organically, you can't scale without getting into paid traffic then. So you need to have a price point that's high enough that to, you can afford paid traffic. We like to see that at minimum 500 we'd much prefer a thousand dollars for uh, for the month or a day no for your uh, offer price oh okay so like what what do you find is like a good entry level obviously it's going to be a little bit slower when you're doing ad spend what, what what's like a, a good moderate amount to to scale like i say a 1500 dollar course or not scale but to get traction to get started mm -hmm. so um we We'll take any budget. I'll, I'll, I'll disclaimer that we've had people okay. who've sold, um, sold things at like $5 a day. Now that's mm -hmm. low and that's sure. slow because the, the budget's really low. Mm -hmm. However, if you can do $20, $30 a day to get started, that's great. Yeah. That's phenomenal. We can get some traffic moving, do some testing. Um, you do, I mean, I love paid traffic, but 100% use it. You work with a coach or you're going to drive yourself nuts. Even if you're successful, yeah. you're going to be bonkers. Cause you're like, was that like, should I turn it off? Should I turn it on? Like, it's like yeah. you're gambling and you, at, at a casino and you've never, the cards are in some other language or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, thanks. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I, I, so, I yeah, agree with definitely. you there. I mean, to this day, I mean, there, there's certain things that you should and shouldn't do as a business owner. I think you should be competent and most aspects of your business, but, uh, should you be the expert? No, not necessarily. And that's something I, I really struggled with because it was like, I wanted to be the best at everything yeah, and know exactly how to do it and how to manage it. And ads was something that I, I just didn't like. <laughs> so that is something I will happily continue to, to hire out to this very moment because running my own ads is, is not a skill set that, uh, that is worth the time investment to me to, to, to really dial in. Now, are a lot of your people running their own ads or do you like also yes. like kind of, yeah? We teach them and, and we're big proponents yeah. of folks when they first get started, getting it down themselves because yeah. I've just finding number one, finding someone who can, you can outsource your ads to that's good is like mm -hmm. a needle in a haystack because everyone yeah. says they're a Facebook ads expert. Everyone. Right? And they, they will promise it. Trust me, it's, I've gone no through quite world. a few. They exactly. will promise you everything in the world and no matter what the other person before them was doing, it was the dumbest thing and they have the secret key and it's there. Magic and, and, and they've got you. So media yeah. buyers, so it's, it's really hard to find someone that's good. Number one, but number two, as a business owner, you need to be able to know what, what you're doing is working before you outsource anything. Like you shouldn't fully outsource something. If you can't 
at least menially get through it yourself mm -hmm. because you don't even know what questions to ask. You don't know. They're not, you're not going to have a sniff test for them to be able to pass to know if they're good at ads. Mm -hmm. They can blow tons of smoke up and, and, and you're not going to know it because you don't have that basic foundation yourself. Yep. On top of that, people are thinking ads are going to be this magic fixer to a bad marketing message and no sales systems. And that, well, I just need to get rich people. So I'm going to hire someone to do ads. Well, what are they going to run the ad to? Like, sure. <laughs> I've run into people who I've, oh, who've spent so much money. I'm like, well, what's like, ads don't work. I've already spent $3,000 and I haven't made a sale. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Well, my ads guy says it's good. It's getting a good click through rate. It's blah, blah, blah. okay. Well, what is it like going to? Oh, well here, this page, it's a checkout page. No mm. copy, not a sales page. So like a thousand dollar offer. Yikes. And I'm like, just turn it off. Turn it off now. Like this will never, yeah. ever, ever work. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. So yeah. like you need the messaging really dialed in. You need your systems really dialed in to convert. And then you can apply paid ads successfully. Right. But mm -hmm. we really work hand in hand with our clients to teach them. And they get amazing results when they're able to work with the expert, but get their hands in it themselves so that they can, can really feel confident in, in running their business and knowing, you know, hey, I want more sales. I'm converting. Let's start to scale or mm -hmm. I want to go on vacation for the whole month of December. Let's start turning things down like sure. and not to be held hostage by somebody else um, for managing their business and, and generating more sales. Yeah. Yeah. I at minimum know, know the KPIs. Right. Like if, if, if you can't launch the full ad and the targeting and the retargeting and have the full campaign, at least know the metrics that you're looking for. So you can come in and interpret that. Right. And determine, OK, hey, this one's not performing. What do you plan on doing with that? Because yeah. like you even said, if you can't even question it, then. Yeah, uh, no, because you don't even know what to ask. They say it's right. good and you have no idea. Yep. Um, even if you just work with a coach for a month or two to just get the basic understanding yourself so you understand the vocabulary, what's good, what's bad. Like, mm -hmm. but even like you have to know that your stuff is going to convert. And if you've never driven any traffic or and you've never even just done um, gotten feedback from like a copywriter, like a, a people who are experts in these different things and you're just going to slap some money behind an ad or expect someone else to and, and mm -hmm. it's going to magically work. Good luck. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's unlikely. It's unlikely. And I think, you know, we, we deal with that quite a bit with, um, with online health coaches who are tapping into that ad space that paid traffic. And I think they, they you mentioned it, like you have to have that sales system yeah. and without that sales system, the leads that you're talking to do not know, like trust, care anything about you. They've probably never even seen you until that day and maybe they haven't looked at you since and the thought that you're going to book them for a call and you're going to sell them at high ticket four or five ten thousand is a fallacy right and i think people who close particularly well with uh warm traffic and referrals they kind of build that uh yeah. that ego a little bit and yes, it's, and it's usually like, yep i'm like referral traffic is money in the bank if you can't close referral traffic yeah you're you're in trouble you're, like, <laughs> you're in trouble 
And yeah. so they, they, that's what, you know, we see a lot of them do. And then they'll, they'll be sold by a media buyer who sells them the dream, right? Yes. We're going to make you a million dollars. It's going to be a mm -hmm. dial. You just turn the dial and it's going to pump in, you know, numbers yeah. in your bank account. And then they get on these calls and they're like, I have bad leads. Right. Or poor quality. Well, they're not showing up. Do you think it's because they're all bad leads? Or do you think maybe we're missing some portion of the nurturing process? Maybe, just maybe, they need to be warmed up just like a little bit. Yeah. Just like a touch. So, but when your ego gets in the way, you'll chalk it up as ads don't work. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be me. It could not be my process. And you find yourself in the same spot, the same cycle over and over. And it, it's sad. It really is. Yeah. So. 100% agree. If, uh, if I'm, if I'm hitting a nerve with anyone listening here, don't let your ego stop you from making a lot of money. Okay. Yes. Just, just, just offer, I'm just offering the question, right? If most of your closes come from warm organic traffic who are friends or family or referrals, just just get a different perspective, get another perspective and just, just to determine, right? Is it you or is it the offer? Because one of those two things got, I mean, they have to be fixed. Yeah. 100%. I actually, I had, I did an exercise once on, on one of my lives in my Facebook group and we actually calculated it all out. The cost of getting help to do all this mm -hmm. or the cost of not getting help. And it was the like, so the cost of getting help, yeah. maybe five, $10,000 up front, whatever you're working with. And then kind of going through the process and, all right, and month three, you're launching, you're making X amount and kind of going through the process within, we calculated it out to like 12 months, mm -hmm. 12. And it was like $180,000 it would cost yep. to not get help. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we, we have a calculator that we, we go through when, when clients get on a call with us. And it's, I mean, you can't be more unbiased than a freaking calculator. Like it's just a formula. This formula has no dog in the fight. It doesn't get any commissions from, from a sale from us. Yeah. It is a legitimate calculator. It's just opportunity cost. It's where are you now? Where are your numbers? And where could they be based on historic data that I can prove to you is legitimate? They are not hyper. And that's the only portion that could be inflated is, you know, the metrics. But I can also prove to you that these metrics are legitimate. And if we just choose just, just the, the normal, even the lower half, right? Mm -hmm. And if that, if that opportunity cost is higher than where you're at currently, it's a good investment, yeah. right? Whether it's with us or with anyone else, like it could be with exactly. anyone else, but if that's the, you know, if that's the metrics, so that that's worked really well for us. Um, a lot of people have not seen it worked out into like a calculator. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's usually very eye opening. Like once they kind of see it laid out, it's like, Oh, there is money right. being left on the table. Yep. Yeah. What do they say? Tripping over dollars to pick up pennies. Yeah, that's what it is. I've not heard that, but I will, uh, I'll be adding that into my, my arsenal here of my little one-offs, my little one-liners. <laughs> I, I heard it from it. my husband, so maybe he made it up. I thought uh, he got it from somebody else. <laughs> I'll quote him. I'll quote him. I'll, I'll, I'll put the I'll little dash with his name underneath. <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about like the different types of courses, right? I know we've, we've, we've gone over high ticket. That's what we both prefer, right? Yeah. Um, I really prefer like that one-to-one -one coaching, that really high value um, aspect of it, and then supplementing with a course. And I, I prefer that only because it's what we've done and what's what's produced tremendous results, right? So like by by that and that alone, I'm I'm a fan, right? Low ticket. Do you feel like, and I, I know this is going to be kind of strange. But let, let's say it's even like really low ticket, like forty nine dollars a month. 
do you feel like it's it's harder to scale low low ticket than it is high ticket? Yes. Yeah. Why is that? Because the cost of traffic. Mm. So when you get into scaling, you have to be able to afford traffic. If oh, who was that? I so I was I was talking with someone who's been in the backside of a lot of huge names in the industry mm-hmm. of their businesses. And one of the big names that he mentioned was paying $700 to get in paid ads to get a $47 sale. Wow. Yeah. And he said, that's expected. Right. I hope they and don't cancel. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also knew they had tested this long enough that one out of four of those gets the $5,000 program. So they were able to upsell into that sort of thing. Sure. But that's just an example. Like imagine if you only have a low ticket thing and you you don't have a really dialed in upsell process or anything like that, like yeah. paid ads is not, is not going to get you where you need to be. So that means you're going to have to scale with content, mm-hmm. scale with building your brand, you know, just all the organic content marketing, referral based affiliates, like there's ways to do it, but it's less in your control. Um, and harder. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a weird concept. It's, it's easier to sell a $5,000 offer. I, I shouldn't say easier to sell. It's easier to be, I suppose, more profitable to make yeah. it work. Right. To get the wheels turning a little bit more, uh, with with a high ticket program as it is to to low ticket, and I, I think yeah, I think I, w- I was curious to hear your take because I, I do feel it's kind of a misconception um, yes. that everyone just thinks like I'm selling a high ticket. If I also add a low ticket at nine dollars a month or twenty nine dollars a month, it'll scale to infinity. Like all these people that can't afford my big program will definitely buy this, and it's I think you're dealing with some different psychological factors as well. Like high ticket, they really see that value. Where low ticket, typically they don't, right? Like you have to really over deliver, in my opinion, to be able to sell anything at like a very low price. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing because we obviously funnel hack and study everybody who's out there. Sure. And like it's all, if you're going to do a low ticket, it's priced a fraction of what it should actually be priced at. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it, they're stuffed with value. Yeah. Like because the whole idea of a low ticket is to get them to buy the high ticket. Well, that's, I mean, that's just it. So like the, if you're thinking, if you're listening to this and thinking that you're just going to add like a $49 a month thing and, you know, bring in 200 people a month and and make it like a nice little retirement, it's, it's unlikely. Um, yeah, I I would say it's relatively unlikely and and for you to really make your money. Yeah. You have to upsell them. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like go in, get your, get your higher ticket. Uh, mid to high ticket level, like get that down, get that working, and then you can play with stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, if you come to me and you've got a million subscribers on YouTube, different story. Oh, yeah. Let's play with some low ticket. You got yep. a ton of traffic. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the average person who doesn't have, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers or subscribers on different social media platforms, we have to figure out different ways to generate traffic. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be able to afford to pay for it. And you're not going to do that on low ticket. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, everything gets a, a degree easier when, uh, when things go viral and when you can generate millions in traffic. Exactly. And yeah. let's, let's face it though. Going viral is not a business strategy. <laughs> no, I've, I mean, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it many yeah. times. Um, yeah. 
In fact, it's funny because like when you quote unquote go viral, applications and things go through the roof, but sales, they'll spike, but not what they could. Like relative to, to the to the influx, it's usually never what you'd suspect unless you can get phone name or you know email get everything and then continue to funnel them into like you said like an ecosystem from there but a lot of people they just like they bank on like that one thing went viral and if they don't get everybody in the first swing they just die off yeah and i've seen i've seen it i had a friend that went um viral with uh an affiliate marketing video on youtube and he ended up he's got not a hundred thousand subscribers now or higher i don't know Mm -hmm. anymore hundred i think 300 maybe but it's almost all of his traffic is from one or two videos. Wow. His, but it's, it's all dying out. Like, because really? that, cause he, he didn't know why, like he wasn't, he wasn't scientifically doing what needed to be done to, to increase his content and to, to go viral mm. and do all this stuff. And he didn't have this big strategic, like mastering YouTube plan. Yeah. And it was like, he just hit it with one video, which is phenomenal. And he made a bunch of money on that one video, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost more frustrating to, it's like a flash in the pan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that'll happen. Now, as we kind of wrap things up here, like my, my big question for you, because you're working with a lot of different industries, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what is the industry that you see as kind of on, on fire right now? What's hot in the, in the online education space as far as courses go? Hmm. Honestly, in any sort of downturn economy, mm-hmm. I think it's it's make money. If you can teach someone how to monetize or make money in some sort of way, and that can be anything from investments to mm. uh, different online business models to sure. you know anything. Um, but people are looking for other options these days, mm-hmm. and especially I feel like millennials and younger are definitely looking for non-traditional job situations where they can generate revenue from home. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, when you think about it, right. And not to get into the whole, um, you know, politics and, and interest rates and real estate and everything there, but it, I mean, it, it, it's a mess, right? Yes. I mean, it costs significantly more to buy the same exact house right now than it did a couple of years ago. So I think mm-hmm. more and more people are going to need that, that, supplemental aspect to their income even if they are a nurse or a receptionist or anything they're they're going to be looking for i think people have always been looking for passive ways but especially like with the internet right so do you see like those doing really well like those courses like how to earn passive income as a blank person yeah i think i think just income in general right now is hot like people are trying right. to learn online skills um, I look at folks like Jeff Lerner over at Entra and and some friends like that and um, our friend Dave over at Legendary Marketer and stuff. And they're just, they're teaching affiliate marketing, they're teaching digital agencies, they're teaching just different income streams that you can generate online. Mm-hmm. And they're blowing up, right? Because people just want a, even just a little side income for people. I mean, the, people are getting laid off left and right. That's yeah. that's the reality of, of bad economies. Yeah. And so- if you, you can give people, you know, teach people a skill that they can turn into a business. No, yeah. it's interesting because you, you take that same concept, right. And apply it 20 years ago and the skill is trades, right. You learn a trade or like a, like a physical skill. You'll always be in need of a job, but now it's, it's, uh, it's very much become online. It's interesting. 
that was actually what got me into sales. I was like, I want to learn like a, a very like a hard skill that I could apply everywhere. And just learning, I had no real plan in mind when I went into like my first sales course online. I, I was really? in organ recovery. Yeah, I was in, I was in recovering organs at the time, but I'm like, I want to learn sales, see where it takes me. And uh, that was an interesting jump. Lo and behold, there is, uh, <laughs> I, I, I found my calling, so it, it worked yeah. out, I suppose. That's funny. Yeah. That was, it's funny because it's cool to talk to another nurse who's made the transition into sales because I run the sales team. I do our sales for our business mm -hmm. and posture was a big thing that I had to learn mm. just getting in. Cause I'm used to, like, I was used to talking to like my grandma on the phone, hey, sure. hey, grandma voice, right? Like, you know, and learning posture was a huge thing. And, uh, yep. um, a coach helped me figure out posture. And now when I teach it, it's like, it's your nurse voice. Like I used to work with yeah. uh, people after open heart surgery from heart attacks. Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, you got to stop smoking. You yep. have to, you got to knock this out. You're going to be dead or back here in the next few weeks, like done, like finished. Like, and just that hard, like truth, like straight up, straight shooting, truth, posture. Like, I yep. was like, that's your nurse voice. And I was teaching somebody, I was like, oh, that's my principal voice because they were a vice principal. And there it is, yeah. yeah. When, when, when you can sort of have like that, uh, and again, that's going to come back even even probably further upstream into your marketing and your messaging to be able to have the the authority status in that conversation for them to trust you, right? Because like mm -hmm. that's, in my opinion, the biggest component for, for someone to be, for someone to have that, that principal voice or that nurse voice, right? There has to be a, a layer of trust. Otherwise it's just like, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I know you've, you've had those, those patients, uh, quite a few times I'm, I'm sure. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's funny. It's, it's really funny because I, I talk about it all the time. Like nursing is, is what really set me up to be good at sales because you are, uh, navigating difficult, not fun conversations all day long. I always give the reference when I'm like teaching our students. It's like, uh, you know, would you tell a friend if they had bad breath? And it's like, you don't want to, but you should. Right. And that's, that's nursing. And <laughs> that is that right there encapsulates all of nursing. You're just having conversations you don't really want to have, but someone needs to, someone has to do it. I, yeah. Uh, uh, an analogy that I've been really honing harping on my sales team with recently mm -hmm. is debriding the wound. Yeah. Like, so my setters and mm, the people who are calling me and stuff, I'm like, you got to debride that wound. Like you yeah. can't just, people don't know how hard this is going to be. They don't know what their problems are. They're looking at this with like, Oh, I'm going to manifest this amazing business. And they have uh, a business plan. <laughs> I'm going to cold plunge my way into a million dollars. Don't get me right. started. So I was explaining like what debridement would is. And I'm like, so you got to get in there and you got to clean it up. And yeah. <laughs> You got to show them what, what, you know, yeah. help them see what's going on. Yep. So, and yeah, there, there has to be a moment where it sucks. It sucks. It yeah. hurts. It doesn't feel good. And you're going to be a little bit exposed, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it literally has to happen. So there, there are so many, uh, you're a lot like me in the fact that I, I love metaphors. I speak mm -hmm. uh, my own language of just pure metaphors on sales calls. And the more that you can paint that picture, I think the, the more it relates uh, so there's a you know sales tactic uh, in itself, yeah. but Leah, this has been this has been a blast. I learned a lot about courses and uh, kind of what's working, what's not working. Um, so this has been enlightening for me. I know the the viewers are going to be stoked about this because I get asked about courses all the time. Now, do you have any? I suppose like final words of advice or for someone who's who's looking to build a course to supplement their high ticket program. Do you have any words of advice there? 
get a coach. <laughs> get a coach. All right. <laughs> Just get a coach, period. Yeah. But in general, um, look, like as we've mentioned a lot, we talked significantly about low ticket, high ticket, cost of traffic, all of those things. If you're going to go for create a course, mm-hmm. aim for $997 or above. Yeah. Like just set yourself up right um if you want something low ticket you can use as a downsell to your higher ticket later you can do that but mm. just right now if you're if you're looking to generate revenue make sure you can afford to actually get it in front of people Makes or sense. you're going to have the most amazing program that no one ever sees mm-hmm. yeah so, that's a good point yeah so, so make it robust don't i'm just getting started so it's gonna be nine you know 90 yeah. $97 or something it's like Who's going to buy that and how are you going to find them? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, make sure it's got enough meat in it to, to mm-hmm. really be impactful and truly valuable and um, over deliver at that $997 uh, offer. Um, but yeah, that's absolutely don't sell yourself short and just think low ticket is going to make this easier. And I mean, you're, you're, you're training them to buy, right? Like if they're, if they're buying a 997, if they enjoy it, there's a good chance they're going to ascend. Much a much higher chance, at least, relative to a ninety-seven or a forty-seven dollar plan, right? Right, right. Yeah. Like later on, when you're much more advanced and you have tons of traffic and sales flowing, then you can play with the tripwire offer and upsells and all of those sorts of things. But it costs a lot of money to mm. test that out enough to to make that work. Yeah. So don't think you're going to start there and make it happen. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Guys, this is Leah Getz. So if you guys want to connect with her, I'm going to put all of her social media links and every platform possible. I'll put it in the description on this podcast. If you guys enjoyed this, go ahead and let me know via you know, the support at Closers for Fitness. Or if you have any questions, go ahead and hit me up or Leah directly on social medias. Leah, I appreciate you for hopping on. Thank you. This has been so much fun. All right. Take care.